what it is! How's it going everybody? Today we're gonna do another installment of the Let's Make a series that we started by making a reality TV show. Now we're gonna make a horror movie. We're gonna talk about all the things we'd like to see in horror movies that uh, me, Jonathan, and Alex want. It's gonna be fun. You're gonna hear us talk about all types of stuff and if you want to know what we're gonna say there's only one way to find out and that's to sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage and listen on in to the first ones to die. Hey everyone, welcome to the first ones to die podcast. We hope you're having a great day, week, month. It's October, so. Better get in your, your spooky season. Let's do it soon. Spooky season, no, y'all. It'll end. No, it'll end soon. It'll go by before you know it. Call Demons Anonymous. That's right. I am here with Alex and Jerome. How are you both doing? Alex, how are you doing? I'm dying. It's freaking it's, October. It's hot everywhere. It's freaking October. It's like 75 degrees outside. I'm sweating and I'm using a giant fan. It's got dinosaurs on it. I'm very happy for it. And I'm dying. But other than that, I'm, I've been okay. I, oh, never mind. I was going to say I started a show, but I'm going to wait to talk about that. I just finally <laughs> finished binge watching all the Taskmaster. I don't know why that's such a tongue twister for me. Um, New Zealand edition, and it's just, I lo- it's so funny. And somebody was like, "Well, it comes from the British one," and I'm like, "Am I gonna miss a plot point or something if I watch the New Zealand one first before I watch the British one?" I think I get the gist of what's going on without having to watch the first seasons or series of the British one. But I mean, my mm. week's been kind of slow. I got a new computer. I'm very excited about it. I'm very happy. I know, I finally, my poor little ta- laptop, again, I was using it for everything. And finally, it's now got a break again, and I can use it for intended purposes, such as actually gaming. I'm holding, I'm hoping to get into Baldur's game? Is that what it's called? Uh, Baldur's you, game? As long as you have a strong laptop, you can play it, because it is a kind of a big game. So That's why you I download it, to move everything over to a whole new computer to actually use it. Yeah, so if you download it, uh, it is great, it's fun, but if you download it and uh, it's not working, it might just be because your computer needs to be uh, upgraded or something like that. Um, I am, that's why I bought my PS5, because I'm, I'm hitting the point now where there are a lot of games I want to play and my computer's not strong enough with everything I have on it on top of the games I have on it. Luckily, <laughs> I think I only have like one game and it's called Lake. It's the one where you're a post office person. There is another game I do want to play. It's another cozy game, but it's about dying and you go like reap souls. It looks really cool and I'm excited <laughs> to play that one. Um, but Boulder, Boulder's Gate, right? Mm, Boulder's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the one Lauren has mentioned. She says it's super fun and I want to give it a try. And luckily, my laptop is very strong. It's newer, so it has been updated and upgraded. And I actually just need to download the game. But I've also been lazy with that because it's been so freaking hot lately. I'm dying. I'm not made for the heat. Ironically, I am Mexican. 
but I'm not made for this type <laughs> of heat. Also, my skeleton crew with me. I'm Ooh, ready for those are great. <laughs> nice. Do they have names? This one's always been George. He hasn't been named. I keep meaning to take him to work. He scared the shit out of me though, because I forgot he was sitting in my bed, and I was like, "What the fuck is that in the corner?" <laughs> skeleton. But uh, I haven't thought of a good name for that one. If you guys can think of a good name, let me know. Uh, Drop it it's in the weirdly comments. Weirdly hard naming skeletons. Yeah. Because what do Mo you and Joe. a skeleton? His name is George. Oh. <laughs> you can't rename him. He's been here since like last year. Very well. Mo and George. Or Joe and George. <laughs> Joe and George. Hopefully our, yeah. our listeners can maybe give me a better suggestion than Joe and George. <laughs> what about um, you, Jonathan? How's your week been? Mm-hmm. Good. It's been good. Yesterday, last yeah. night, I saw a play at the Geffen. Uh, it's called The Engagement Party, and it's in previews right now. Huh. Uh, and it was good. It started off, it started off, I was like, Mm, are we going to keep this whole pace throughout the entire show? Mind you, it was only an 80-minute show, so like less than an hour and a half, which is uh, super fast for anything, especially a play. Um, especially seeing as like there have been uh, plays put on at the Geffen that I was in that was seven hours long. Um, but I'm not complaining because I was two I days. To... <laughs> right. <laughs> um I mean, that's how uh, I felt then, whenever I like uh, whenever people are like you want to watch Hamilton, and it's like I would, but that's like that's like a dedication. <laughs> that's two hours. Yeah. That's like damn near three hours long of of play to watch, including I guess intermission. But the intermission is only two minutes, so it's a lot, and yeah. that's not even the full thing. They cut some songs, <laughs> and th- there there was uh, a show at the the Geffen that I saw a couple uh, months ago. Uh, that was over four hours long. I got there seven thirty. We didn't leave until like almost midnight. But that show was incredible. It was worth every single second. Um, but this show, uh, eighty minutes, it was starting off a little like mm, okay. I'm I don't know if I can get into this, uh, but then something happens, and it's like okay. Oh, I am I am invested, and then <laughs> the eighty minutes. The, the rest of the eighty minutes just flies by. Um, so yeah, I had a good time. What was like the summary of the play, or like? So basically, this couple, um, this very wealthy couple, or you should say, the, the guy is very wealthy. Oh, um, they just got engaged. They're like in their thirties, and they're having an engagement party, which I guess is a thing. And they have um, their whole. They they have uh, their the the woman's parents over um, and then they have uh, a couple of friends over and um, like I said, they're very wealthy. So they're showing off uh, the engagement ring. Uh, and then all of a sudden uh, wine gets spilled. Everyone's trying to, to help clean it up and everything after they clean up the wine the engagement ring, which costs $300,000, mind you, goes missing. So chaos ensues. Uh, 
things like happening. It's a one-bedroom condo in Seattle. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that happens. But, oh, my gosh, the set was so incredible because, like, it's it's portraying this couple who's very wealthy. They're, like, home. So uh, the set, it rotated. It, like, was on, like, speaking of Hamilton, it was, like, on a moving stage. So when they went cool. back to the kitchen, it moved and it, it, like, rotated, like, 180 degrees. And you saw just the kitchen. And then it rotated uh, like a whole nother 180 or whatever. And you saw um, the patio and like the upstairs and everything. It was really cool. It was really cool. Um, so that was cool. yesterday. I love it when plays have like interactiveness like that. Because I've talked about my love for like the minimal stage nowadays. Because sometimes plays just do too much. Although even with the minimal staging, the people behind the sets are doing insane stuff that make it look even more minimal but to have like that because mm-hmm. the play i saw with monica was the was sweeney todd and they had that but only for like certain parts of the play it's not the whole set turn but like uh his like where he worked to the home was like on the same thing and i was like so impressed by that mm-hmm. the people behind the scenes do so much work really well, that's the thing doing having like the like production team behind you is like the biggest and best things you can have for any like theater production because it's like a show's only as good as your production crew <laughs> like it's, you got the best actors in the world but if like them sets ain't moving like they supposed to and the props aren't coming out the way they're supposed to and all that stuff it's gonna be a mess especially yeah. if you have line that's very involved where the t- where timing is key mm-hmm. exactly Exactly. So props to the set designers. Prop I thought you were going to say props to the props team. <laughs> Ross people. Hey. I was about to. But, but. <laughs> Got to give everybody their props. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was yesterday. Uh, tomorrow, I'm looking forward to Big Brother UK starting back up after I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but after like a four-year hiatus, um, it's coming back. So I'm really excited about that. Jerome, how is your week? I'm good. Uh, just uh, had a celebration thing with Ari. I won't share too much because I do want to keep some of my, my private life private. But uh, we ended up going to a five star, uh, five or not five star, five course, sorry, five course uh, vegan restaurant uh, here in Seattle called uh, Harvest Beat, I think it's called. Uh, it's really interesting. All the food was good. And it's like, you know, just like a traditional five course um, restaurant where, you know, there's no substitutions. You don't, uh, you don't, and you just read the menu, you pay for it. Like, and, uh, you know, you don't pick nothing off a menu. It's just whatever they're serving that night for the five courses. And everything was pretty good. Um, the only thing I didn't, like, uh, I thought was like, and this is just a preference thing, not so much that they did anything wrong. Um, is that of course you know it being a five course meal they have the wines are are specifically for each um uh course they have like a set, set amount of wines for each course we instead did the non-alcoholic options so they had some special like um herbal elixirs that they had made instead for us that went with each course and some of them are really good and then some of them were just like 
like not feeling it. One in particular was just like basically like carrot juice mixed with uh, something else. And I was like, eh, I'm not feeling this. I don't, I don't like carrot juice in general, but it was just so earthy. Um, so again, it's like, it's not that it's, they didn't do anything wrong. And it, uh, it's just my personal, you know, personal taste palette type thing. But overall, great experience. Can't, can't recommend it enough. Harvest Beat. If you're looking for a, like a fancy vegan play, and also it's not very fancy, like me and Ari dressed up, but you don't have to. It's very like uh, kind of like uh, business casual is kind of the vibe they they're going for. So you know, if you want to show up in like a blazer, but then like an open white shirt and some jeans or something, like that's kind of their their vibe. And they're cool in that they like you when you set your reservation time, they wait for everybody. So before anyone eats. Like everybody, once everybody arrives, unless, you know, someone cancels or something or it's just too late. Um, but if everyone's on their way and everyone makes it on time and they fill up the restaurant and then they close up doors and that's the, that's the group that's, uh, that we're serving tonight. So it's a really cool, it was a really cool experience. Um, so did that you, was fun. Did you uh, fear for your lives at all? Like in the menu? That's that's the last. No, but I did say that. I was like, I'm getting uh, like, I was like, I, now I can't think about this. I think about the menu. She's like, no, it's okay. We're not rich enough. <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Uh, I was thinking also, if that's like kind of a thing that appeals to you, you guys should try because I've been wanting to try it. You guys should try the one where you dine in the dark. Yeah, I've heard. I've seen that and heard about it. I've always I've been intrigued. I always want to try it, but I just know I'm going to knock something over and spill things. <laughs> so, or like, I'm going to do something that's just going to end up injuring myself or someone. That's my no, biggest No, I fear. like to, being able to see what I'm eating. You know I mean? I want to look at it. Although apparently people say that, it, right, they say that like the food tastes better because they can actually focus on, there's no distractions and everything. That's what people say at least. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, I am currently working on a project for the podcast. It'll go up on the YouTube channel exclusively. Uh, right now, we're still kind of we're still in, in solidarity with the the SAG strike. The WGA strike is over, so we're not talking about too many shows, and it's a show related. So I won't mention it now. But uh, I'm working on it's a big big project. It's probably going to take a while for me to for it to hit the YouTube channel. But just know, like I have, you know, be on the lookout audience you so subscribe now so that way you don't miss it when it does come out um but it's like my own personal thing that uh i started on a whim that now i'm like dedicated to finishing so um so yeah been doing that and uh that's pretty much it just working (laughs) it's been a, a relatively regular week uh but no complaints so that's good uh, well, you know what some people might complain about? Horror movies and how bad they are. So to combat which is, that. Which is a weird thing because actually horror movies as of late have been pretty great. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> we've been getting some good yeah. ones. He gets some duds too. No, he's still been getting some duds. But there, we've gotten more successes than duds as of late. Uh, mainly because of streaming. Streaming's been helping a lot to get some like really decent horror movies, but you know, to you know, to your point though, you know, they won't be as good as ours that we come up with tonight. Right. <laughs> we want to keep the trend going of 
good horror films. And we want to create our own horror movie. Uh, so if you listen to our episode a couple weeks ago, we made a reality show. And in that, we talked about some of our favorite reality show tropes, uh, what type of reality show we would create. If we could create our own reality show, we threw out a couple ideas there. So we're pretty much going to do the same thing here. It's going to be you know, pretty conversational and uh and uh, hopefully we can we can make a winner that the studios will pick up when the strike ends. Keywords. <laughs> uh, so, does anybody have any starters? Anything to start us off with? Uh, what your horror movie? So, might be? technically, I wrote a horror short back in the day um, when I was in school in my scriptwriting class. Originally, it was, and also, mind you, this was before Jennifer's body came out. So, <laughs> but, or I think it, I think it came, or actually, no, I think Jennifer's body had already came out, but uh, I wanted to kind of go at it at a different angle. But um, it's, it, uh, it was uh, called uh, Angel Cake. And it was about this girl who, uh, her name is. This is a YouTube Angel. channel called Angel Cake Entertainment. Sometimes they talk about the challenge. Sorry. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, and it's about a girl named Angel. Well, actually, it's about her friend named Jennifer. And her friend is Angel. And Angel is kind of like a glutton, but she always looks beautiful. She always looks ravishing, beautiful. But whenever she comes over to her house and stuff, like she just chows down everything in the fridge. Um, she's just a glutton. Like all she does is eat food. There's also a fun thing where all the people, like, uh, you know, like I'll get to it anyway. So anyway, her and Jennifer are friends and uh, Jennifer finds out that her boyfriend is cheating on her. And so she breaks up with him. And also, meanwhile, there's uh, on the news, there's a, a few cases of missing peoples. And then you later find out that Angel is a cannibal and she's and how she's been keeping her youthful glow and everything is that she gets more radiant by eating the flesh of people. Um, the fun thing about it though, is going to be like a fun kind of campier horror story in that, uh, oh, well, and also the twist was going to be that she, uh, the, her next victim is Jennifer's ex <laughs> who cheated on her and stuff. Um, but also there's going to be a fun thing where all of her victims have food related names. Like the guy who's missing on television is named Graham as in Graham crackers, uh, <laughs> like, and so like all of them are going to all like, including Jennifer's ex, all or of them chip. are going to have food related names in, in relationship. Yeah. Like chip uh, or something, you know, or, uh, uh, trying to think of what else is, huh? Ginger, ginger, ginger. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah, think of like, like food names, like ginger, <laughs> which I think could that be fun. I think angel stomach. cake could be a fun, uh, horror movie but we definitely have to like the reason i never finished it was because jennifer's body came out and i was like people are gonna see this and immediately think jennifer's body <laughs> even though she's not a demon but still <laughs> there's like supernatural elements to the cannibalism and everything so ah, i was like ah maybe one day but maybe you know maybe if i can figure a way to make it work <laughs> i think that we could have made a horror movie about our time at uh, Pacific Science Center in the IMAX theater 
and not not what with the dinosaurs not, coming to life. <laughs> oh well, that that too. But just just the environment uh, with how the how the environment was, how, the fact that we worked in a basement, uh, the fact that we worked until like midnight, sometimes one a.m. and uh, no supervision. Yep. And just yeah. like alone and uh, with all these random, yeah, I, I think there there could be something in that. Yo, there what if the Tin Man time, came to life and hunted us down? The with Tin his Man axe? moved. I swear to God, that Tin Man moved. <laughs> he turned a little bit every day. For context, audience, I, I uh, there was a, a statue of the Wizard of Oz Tin Man in the Bowie IMAX theater. Is currently, I think, still there, maybe. Um, but it's, uh, like, uh, so when we say the tin man, we literally mean the tin man. <laughs> and he was angled too. So he, he's like this, he has the like ax and he's angled. Like he's going to swing it. No, mm-hmm. I swear. I don't care that I was like working two jobs and going to school full time and maybe not sleeping all nights, but he moved. <laughs> right. No, I was going to say that there was a night it was either with one of you. It was. It was one of the really long movies, and I forget what it was. But it let us out like at one thirty in the morning after it was finally done. Somebody forgot to tell the staff uh, not to turn off all the lights in the upper part of Boeing where our theater was. And so when we came out, almost all the lights were off. And we're like, how are we supposed to leave the building? Nobody had told the staff that we were going to be there past like one in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know it was. I feel like it was Dunkirk. Dunkirk was a long movie, was it? No, it was short. Uh, that was Dunkirk's like thing. Those people were like, Christopher Nolan can make a short movie. <laughs> it was one of those well, movies those that movies were like, like two and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like a movie that was closing on like three hours. We had three show I remember we had three showings of it, and eventually we cut it down to two because it's like, who's coming to an almost who's wanting to leave the theater at like 1 30 in the morning for this right. <laughs> That tin man moved. I swear to God. But yeah, I could see where you like. Yeah, we were in the basement. Sometimes we didn't have the best cell reception. Creepy things uh-huh. happen there all the time. And then the concession stand would leave, so it'd basically be like two people two, down there alone. Two, two young movie theater ushers who were alone with this audience full of people, and one security guard that was that had like a five minute walk to get to us, anyways. Uh, I thought about zombie scenarios all the time. Yeah, especially because we had the doors that closed basically like uh, because the emergency exit closed with like a um, like the one on halfway up the ramp closes like a like a sliding door. And then, of course, the concession stand also closes like a sliding door. And as in my head, I was just like, we have like lockdown protocols. What if there were mm-hmm. zombies in here or something and we'd be trapped in the theater and we have to sustain ourselves on popcorn? <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was always a conversation. Like mm-hmm. how long could we survive down here with the popcorn yeah. and the hot dogs? We've always we always were thinking about like IMAX is its own faction. If if you know po- becomes post-apocalyptic, telling you now. IMAX sticking together, but everybody else, they gonna have to like, I don't know, make some, make some rations or make some, uh, some deals if they want to get any of this popcorn or uh, hot dogs or whatever. 
<laughs> it also became a thing where like other I remember I don't know who told me where they're like somebody because the other employees in the museum at the Pacific Science Center used to be able to get popcorn for free. Just got to come down, get a little bag. Somebody told me or they heard it from somebody else that people would feel uncomfortable coming down because they're like, oh, yeah, everybody would just kind of stop and stare at us as we came down. I'm like, yeah, because they're like not they're in our space. You're supposed to stay up there, ma'am. You're not supposed <laughs> to come down here unless you're coming to stay with me. And I was like, you don't belong oh, like when people, would, when people would come down for like their, pop, their popcorn or whatever. Yeah. It's still in their work vest. Uh, apparently, I didn't know I was doing this, but I feel like I probably had done it. Uh, we would all just kind of like look at them like, what are you doing down here? We're watching you. Get out of here. Out of here. <laughs> well, that's because we would have to look to, to make sure they weren't a guest or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then when when we realized they weren't a guest, we we're like, oh hey, hey. yeah, because I, I didn't talk to anybody. Moving on. Like, <laughs> besides ushers, I didn't talk to anybody. Uh, I, there, there could be something in in like it's a late movie, and the theater's packed. Well, no, I thought about a zomb- Well, a zombie outbreak happens, and there's no way for us to escape, and all of a sudden. You know, we're just sitting out there. The doors just open and people are screaming bloody murder. Um, and we realize there's a zombie outbreak and there's no way out. See, I have uh, not in the specific science center uh, location, but I have thought about this. I would love to see a zombie movie during like the 1900s. And I mean, literally the 1900, like 1902 or something like that. And the reason why is because I would love to see a zombie movie where, and it's like my pitch for the movie would be, it's just one zombie. There's not like a horde or anything like that, but it's just, they don't understand it. They don't understand how to defeat this thing. They don't even have anything that matches the concept of what a zombie is. So they don't think to just go for the head and and it's just good around. Back then, it, there like, is a movie people. kind of like that, actually. It is very, of course, low, low budget. Uh, not many people know it exists. And when I tell you the title, you're going to kind of see why nobody knows it exists. But Christian and me, my sister, are very big zombie fans, so we kind of know all zombie movies. It's Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. Why does that sound familiar? Because <laughs> there was a movie called Abraham Lincoln versus The Vampire Hunter. Uh, it yeah. kind of came out in yeah, based not a necessarily book. competition. There's a book. It's a book. Yeah, that's what it's based off of. Is a book. It's a weird concept for a book and a movie. But anyway, there was a low budget <laughs> version made, of course, of him fighting zombies in a small town, and he's just swinging his axe around. He figures it out to like he chops off their head, but they're still moving. So he's like, oh. Well, let me see what happens if I just smash in its brains and it works. So, <laughs> yeah, the book like came out in 2010. So it was like, and then the movie came out shortly after. So it's not like it took long for the movie to come out. Mm-hmm. I don't want any horror films with like kids in it or like teenagers. Because if they have a Because they ruin everything. Kind of, but like, so they came out with um, a remake of a, a movie from the uh, 80s. I won't say what it is because it's still quite new. 
But basically, they turn the whole story from, you know, terrifying to they're trying to make this teenage girl a heroine. She's going to save everybody. Y'all are fighting a demon. No. That is a child. What well, strength she could no, do she it. What's the, like, why, why can't she do it? <laughs> Just because she's young doesn't mean anything. You have kids starting businesses right now. All right. There are That's adults true. who can't even accomplish that. <laughs> the kids. Now, I will give you that. The kids nowadays are a different breed. But like, <laughs> it's just once you see like a teenage girl, if it's like a teenage horror film. Yes, I can understand it. But if you see like a mate, just one singular like teenager, you're like, oh, OK, they're going to they're going to save the day or they're going to stop the big bad. So it kind of kills the horror films. So I don't want to be see if I'm making a horror film. And plus, I don't like when kids, you know, in, in movies get in. Well, in real life too, get hurt or tortured for the sake of like a horror film yeah. or the plot or anything. Like leave the children alone. Leave, just leave them alone. Innocent um, children. Right? They're just your babies. I'm growing softer in my old in my older age for children. I still don't want any sure, more do I want means. them around me. Yeah, but now I don't find them as like, ugh. Now I'm like, hey, you're not bad. But I would, uh, the horror movie that I would love to make is, it has been made before, but it's a story I think can be a little more well done is the one where a person is living in the household in secret, like in the attic or things like that. Uh, Yeah, those are always creepy. Those are always good because you're, you know, you're supposed to be home and say, I feel like that just hits you like on a, another level. But a lot of the ones I've seen are like, oh, I'm noticing little things. It's not necessarily the person living with them is like trying to screw with them. It's just they forget to clean up after themselves and then eventually turn to violence. I want one where they're like purposely living there to for like the victim in a way. And like messing with them psych- uh, psychologically and kind of the person keeps moving and the person living in the household moves with them. And eventually they're like, I think I'm possessed. And they're like, no, nope. there's a man in my walls. There's a man in my walls. I, I keep moving houses, but he keeps moving with me. But that explains everything. Um, so that kind of hits on like a paranormal level because eventually, you know, the person's thinking, oh, it's a ghost. There's something following around. It's spirit. And when there's a logical explanation, well, I wouldn't call it logical because there is a person living in your attic <laughs> basement. But it's I also love it because you get those shots of like the main characters like standing and looking relatively normal in their space. And then in the background, you have just that creepy figure that we've all seen in the nighttime, whether we're getting up to use the bathroom or we shut off all the lights and we're like heading to bed. We all see that creepy figure and we always wonder, is it real or not? And to have that like lingering feeling all the time, moving from house to house, having that on you on it, it, I feel like it would make a great horror film. That would. Hmm. I I just thought of something that would be. This this would be kind of messed up and and let me know if if you've ever watched anything that had this kind of content, but um, it was called, it it would be called Dilemma or something like that. (laughs) And and there is some sort of killer 
and they present you with this dilemma. They're going to show you 10 groups of people, 10 pairs of people that you know. One at a time, he's going to go from least important to most important in your life. And out of these pairs, you have to choose one to survive. He's going to kill the other one. If you don't make a decision, he kills both. So you have to go through all 10 pairs or five or however many and make the decision who you want to live or die. That sounds like the circle. But That's, instead- but I was, I was going to say that I was going to say there, there is a, is a streaming service film, um, which I have seen. I have watched that. Or not like, the circle is because the circle is the social media thing, right? Right. I think it's just called circle. Yeah. It's just called circle. Um, um, yeah, sorry. but it's like I said the title. That's my bad, but <laughs> but it is. Yeah, it is. Um, yes, I have seen a movie with that concept, <laughs> the idea of like. But that was more of a community thing, not like a singular yeah. person. And the people didn't know each other. Yes, that's and they true. had to like they had to like vote. It's kind of like that that question where it's like if you uh, if your family was drowning and you only have one life jacket, who would you give it to? That, Kind of, kind of like that sort of thing. Hmm. None of them. I don't want one of them bitter at me, so we can both die. <laughs> I want to do. I don't know why, but I'd always want to do, especially because there's not many of them. It's like a horror comedy, like type thing. I feel like that'd be more my vibe of something to work on. Um, and maybe it would be something similar to the vein of Demons Anonymous, where it's just like, it's just a demon out here trying to possess people, and they're failing <laughs> terribly. They keep calling the priest, or their methods just keep getting weird. It's like, look, I tried to possess them using a streaming service, but it didn't work. Of course it didn't work. You didn't get enough subscribers. What the hell are you doing up there? <laughs> He keeps sending you out, Zabellabub or something, whatever his demon name is. <laughs> well, there, uh, there's like a scene in Good Omens where they're t- like the demons are talking, and the older demons, or like I guess the more traditional ones, are like, "Oh yeah," uh, or there we go. I froze for a minute, probably. Are you guys froze for me? No, I mean you were good. You were okay. good for me. Oh, I you guys froze for me, so I was like, ah, I'm probably stuck. Um, <laughs> anyway, there's a scene where two demons are like, oh, I whispered into a priest ear, and another one was like, I made a man look at another woman besides his wife. We'll have his soul in like 25 years. And Crowley's like, I brought down the entire cellular network. Everybody's gonna go into a rampage, and they're like, okay, what does that do that you brought down the network? It's like. We're going to have lots of souls because they're going to do lots of bad things because they're all angry because they got no phones <laughs> and they didn't understand. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. The modernization of like the the evilness, but not them understanding how brilliant that actually was. <laughs> and I feel like that would definitely like line into it. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to use YouTube, but what content are you putting out? Like, what are you saying on, you know, these social media platforms? That are getting you the are getting you any views. You have to fight against the al- algorithm on TikTok. Watching a demon struggle to fight against the algorithm of TikTok would be great. Kind of like that that modern twist 
um, on like a classic horror, you know, story. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I've always wanted to do a story, like a horror story on an island resort. And I had one. One time I had a nightmare that was like a horror movie on an island resort. I still remember it vaguely. Uh, I don't remember why I was there, but I do remember that it was like, there were like these crab demon things that came out the water. There was a man there with like red and purple eyes who was like the head of the resort and stuff. And uh, you'd like follow you around. And there was, uh, it was just like spooky. <laughs> like, especially because the crab creatures had like these tendrils that were in their body. So their body would open up almost like a clam. And then these tendrils would come out and grab you and snatch you in. And then like, like put you in their, then their like little fleshy mass part and just suck you in and stuff. And I'm like, which I'm not a huge, like gross out horror fan, but I do think it can be very effective. <laughs> like when you have like some gross out stuff. Um, and I, and that's something I've never seen before. Crabs have never been scarier <laughs> in a horror movie <laughs> than that. Did you know there's a uh, crabification? It's animals that aren't crabs turning into crabs. That is a thing that Wait, is, what? It's a phenomenon, phenomenon that happens. Uh, a lot of sea animals or sea creatures, fish, you know, all that stuff will actually start to grow claws. It's called crabification. One of oh, I thought you were gonna say they, they grow like a shell or something, and then it like makes them like no. hunchback or something like that. Like, no, they got, it's they like a fish with claws. Oh. It's just animals that turn into crabs for no reason at all. Makes me think of like the zombies in The Last of Us, or the which they're not really zombies, but it's the closest equivalents we have. But the clickers, um, have either you played it, played Last of Us, or watched the show? I watched the show. Uh, okay, but we don't talk about the show. Oh well, yeah. But anyway, in the, I went through the I, I, I went mean, through the uh, I went through the maze at Halloween Horror Nights. That was the horror experience, which is based yeah, on the that, game. Which that's based off the video game. I mean, it's the same in the video game as it is in the show. But in the game, uh, the the idea is that it's that fungus that ants normally attract, but also other insects do too. Where like it grows out of like it. It takes over their minds, makes them climb to like the highest point. It, it operates their body entirely, this fungus. And then uh, as it grows, it grows out of the skull and splits your skull open. And it's why you see ants with those like weird fungal growths out of their head, like those pictures on Animal Planet and stuff. The idea in Last of Us is that it, the, that fungus has evolved to affect humans. Which is why you have the the main look of the clickers or the humans with that like fungal thing out growing out their face out both sides, and uh, it's like and I like you know you saying that reminded me of that where I was like the crab thing where I'm like there's like stuff I think that would make probably some interesting horror movies too is like the idea of like certain diseases or um, growths that exist in nature that only animals get. Like uh or uh non-domesticated animals get that if it were applied to humans, it'd probably be like the end of the human race. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely we'd be out. Um yeah. there's actually one a horror film I would love to see. 
kind of is also like personal for me. Um, due to the fact that I have insomnia, I do hallucinate sometimes if I sleep, if I don't, if I go with sleep for long periods of hours. Uh, it's due to basically micro napping where your brain just starts acting like it's sleeping. It has micro naps. Uh, and sometimes you see weird shit when that happens. I would love a horror film or I guess a psychological thriller where you find out all those hallucinations were actually real. Like everybody's like, mm. oh, the other guy. And then you're like, oh, no, the monster that I thought was there is there. So it's like a fuck you. But also, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and there's like some weird like, yeah, I'm justified. But at the same time, uh, I don't want half the things I have hallucinated to become real and start terrorizing everybody. I think that wouldn't be cool and be terrifying, but I think that would be a, it would kind of be a psychological thriller slash horror film, depending on the angle you're looking at it. So that one would definitely be a split category. It's hard sometimes when you want movies or horror movies that are more on a psychological level, depending on like how it's written or which way you're going with it can fall into either category so quickly. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, is this actually they, a horror film? Yeah, or is this a psychological kind of, thriller? Yeah, sometimes they can be interchangeable sometimes, like psychological, psychological thriller and horror. Uh, sometimes the line is blurred. Sometimes they're on distinct sides, and sometimes the movies can be like blurring the lines. What about a weird For horror me? movie? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Jonathan. I cut you off. Oh, what, sorry. oh no, what were you going to say? I was going to say something weird, like a horror movie where the floor just eats people now. Make up one day, the floor just eats people. And oh, so we have like, to like construct new like technology so that people don't touch the floor? Well, no, it's just like maybe like it's like it's a it's a movie where you're a person is just operating their house. They go to bed when they wake up the next morning. Anything that falls to the floor just gets consumed. Like they accidentally drop something down there and they see it just get sucked in and they're like. I can't. So it's like you. it's like real life. It's like a movie version of Floors Lava. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like you can't leave. What do you do? Because you can call somebody, but they can't get to you. If they do, they're going to get consumed. <laughs> you can try to get to the window, but it's too far away. <laughs> you have to. You have to that's when we start evolve. That's when we. That's when humans start uh, evolving to fly. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it'd be like a psychological thing where it's like, is the floor even doing it? Maybe it's just something in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, I would love a good horror musical. And, you know, we have like, we have Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I don't really see Poor that. Sweeney as Todd. Yeah. But to, to me, I want like, Something that's straight up like terrifying, but also has amazing music. See, I feel like um, it the, can't the, be though. Like unless you, oh, unless it think, depends I on the so. music. And I have, and I have one example, and it's not even meant to be that. This movie is not even meant to be horror. But the Wiz, that is my <laughs> example for something that can be scary and also have great music. See, but that's uh, it can not, be done. That's not intentional. People just find the Wiz kind exactly. of spooky if and it's, weird. If, if it's not intentional, <laughs> that means what 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 can you Oh, I think Alex is frozen. No, um, she's just she's just standing oh, there. Okay, <laughs> she's there Cuz I'm trying there was a story I heard <laughs> and I was like I'm trying to 
kind of find it real quick because I was like, that would have made a great horse up. But I'm listening. I swear to God, I'm listening. Uh, oh, no. I, I legit thought you were frozen for a second. No, um, I, I just think I think I think it like it depends on the music like you know what I mean like if you're because there's certain things about like music in horror movies is is a weird thing because it's like if you're if you're too campy your horror movie goes from being like scary to campy like because when we think of Rocky Horror Picture Show we don't think of it as scary we think of it as like a campy fun movie to watch with like some creepy right. imagery but here that's, and there. That's because if that's because there are musical numbers that are meant to be musical they're meant to like have that musical Broadway flair. If you added a particular type of music to a horror movie, that could elevate it to another level. Think like a Billie Eilish song. Like think if mm. Billie Eilish did a soundtrack for a a, a horror movie, that would go off. Mm, so I think true. it can be done. She already creates like haunting music as it is, as is. Um, and she's worked in like movies with like music numbers too. She's done James Bond. She's done uh, Turning Red. Barbie. So I think she could do Barbie. I think she could do. I think she could do a horror movie. I Musical. would love a, a song by Hoser in a horror film. Oh yes. So he makes he haunting would- music too. His music hits you in your soul. Yeah, his his music would definitely be great in a horror film. Or if it's like in the opposite, like if it's in the style of the Wiz, like you just got you you have like a Motown sort of like sort of style. No, see, then it would be campy. Like if it's like a Motown like funk rhythm like thing, you know, it can't be too up. I I do feel feel you on the Billie Eilish thing. That could be that could be cool. That could be an interesting horror musical like vibe, something different. Um, if it's like Motown music, it, it, it'd be too happy. I would be like, I do not fear for any of these people's lives. If they have time to to feel the funk <laughs> and the R and B jams in the middle of this scenario, they are not and they are not really in danger. <laughs> Although I would love for somebody to run away to like Uptown Funk, like that's playing in the background. <laughs> it'd be that juxtaposition i mean like, even george that Hill couldn't makes, make it work he had to make all his art like all his black his classic sound creepy to make it work for his horror movie but they were still bops were they, they were though yeah. do you be playing they the, got like, stuck in your head the, like i got five old it no because edition, it's already stuck in my head and, and now i'm mad at you because i didn't have it stuck in my head but now i'm gonna have it stuck in my head now <laughs> yeah that's gonna stay yeah, no, you have the song. You don't have the version that was in us stuck in your head, do you? The, do, but imagine do, if it, do, do. But imagine <laughs> if it goes from like imagine if it goes from like that happy upbeat style, then all of a sudden just goes just start slowing down and goes uh, and it's, it's like use five on it for example. I got five on it. Do, do, do. And it just slows down. It's like, "Oh, what's about to happen?" Who's behind that? <laughs> yeah, that's how you get it. And then remember when we watched? Oh, I was about to talk about the show, but remember when we watched a show <laughs> and <laughs> on a streaming service, and it was an anthology, and it was recent, and it, uh, there was an episode. Where <laughs> See, but that was supposed was, to be more B movie. 
than like you know what I'm talking about though. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. But that was more B movie than it was like straight up horror. That was more like supernatural dark fantasy, which is like two different things. <laughs> but it that that could be in the horror genre. It, it can be. It can be. There's some crossover there for sure. Yeah. It, so I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Like kind of relating to the musical thing. Like get a little black exploitation in with the horror, like the cross genres of black exploitation and horror, or like I don't know, martial arts and horror, just something like that. Just, just I want to see the, the the genres like crossover. Easy. For going for black exploitation in this film, I would like to see Cat Williams in it. I think he would be kind of funny in that. <laughs> I don't know if for I could take like, him seriously. Horror, <laughs> it, it depends on how we're going towards this. If it's like. Going more it's like a horror comedy, yeah, a little bit more campy horror comedy musical going on. Definitely Cat Williams. I think he'd be great. I think he'd be the guy who explains stuff, but he's like, y'all not going to listen to me. Go on, do whatever you want. <laughs> like that guy who always you, warns people at the beginning of films. He would definitely do that part. I'll tell you, it'd be good in a black horror movie. Uh, and I, I guess in this year, he was kind of in one, kind of. Like Keith Stanfield. I, oh, mean, yeah, he's he, well, I mean, he's yeah, been he, in one. He was in Get Out. He's, yeah, yeah, he's been in out. one. I did, now that I'm thinking about it, like he's perfect for for like black horror. Well, just horror in general, really. But if you have to be more specific with black like, with black horror, like Keith Stanfield, he just has that like spooky vibe, you know, where like, because he, I mean, he's a leading man. He can do almost anything. Like he's been in a romantic comedy. He's been in like a romance movie. He's been in action movies. He could do almost anything. But he like i think he just has that like chill vibe about him that he can be like the main he, he could either be the victim in a horror movie like the main character victim or he could be the like the killer <laughs> or whatever he could do both um I heck i mean that. coleman I domingo like, proved that he could do both I like he has a scary he, voice yeah well, i was gonna say i like when the actors have like deep or scary voices Coleman Domingo's voice was scary. Like, he was creepy. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen also had a kind of scary voice, too. Sorry, Alex. (laughs) No, you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. You were talking about scary voices. I was like, yeah, I don't like it in horror films when, like, it's the ominous character who's trying to, you know, warn you about what's going to happen. Like in that one uh, movie that traumatized all the millennials with their scene. Anyway, there was the one black actor, forget his name, who was the Tony Todd. Yeah. yeah, Tony Todd. Where he he had the perfect voice for that. Where he's nice, deep, and soothing, but he's like telling you, "Yeah, you're being stalked by death. You're all gonna die." But you I know. still love the idea that he is death. Like that's a fan theory. Is that in those movies he is death? Like. That's why he's telling them the rules because he's like, that's why every time uh, they leave, he's always like, see you soon, which is in the movie. It's in reference to the fact that he's a mortician. So he's like, yeah, I'll eventually see you when you die. But a lot of people theorize that when he's saying that, he's like, see you soon. It's him saying like, yeah, I told you the rules because I I know you won't beat me, but I'm death. Like, I'm I'm going to see you all soon, soon enough. I would like a movie about death, but like not about death but more so like those who carry the souls over to death or like reapers 
have they been called other than you know being like tr- trying to collect their souls and everything in a really creepy way people are like oh you're dead and i'm like nope no i'm something else so you gotta come with me now or you know i could leave your soul to torture whatever they're very nonchalant but they're also like i've been doing this for like a thousand years so let's move it here's another you know- fantasy horror movie that i think would be cool is it a descent to real hell? quick before you say oh. that i was just gonna i was just gonna say on the topic of people with scary voices i was gonna say uh the law and order guy the guy who does the intro for the law and order for law and order <laughs> in the criminal justice system i used to as a kid i used to run for the remote to try to turn it before he started talking because he was scary <laughs> like i hated i hated yeah, I hated it. His, his These voice. are their it's, stories. It's very stern. Uh-huh. It's, it's very With just stern. a black screen. Yeah, it's a very stern. Right. That's why he got the job. And that's why he reads all of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'd love to see a Descent into Hell movie, but not what you're thinking. Like, I, I think, although that would also be interesting to see a Descent into the, like, the, uh, was it, Nine? nine levels of hell or whatever from like Dante's Inferno. Um, but I'm like, I'm thinking more Viking hell because hell in Viking, uh, mythology is like, it's not your stereotypical hell. First of all, it's cold. It's not hot. It's like icy. It's just, it's a, it's a forever like winter basically, but it's, you go to hell for like, not being a warrior like if you just grow if you die of old age you go to hell like like hell is more is less of a place of punishment as much as more like a place of like lack of fulfillment and i think it could be cool to like play around with that and have like creatures and stuff like from viking mythology in hell like draugr or whatever that you have to fight granted draugr exists above ground but still like you could play around with it i mean you could it's mythology you could do whatever you want really but uh i think that could be cool like seeing someone try to escape hell like uh with one l (laughs) i would i would actually like that idea but it's not just like the viking it's all hells they find out that kind of all hells are real and connected in a weird way every religious Mm. version of hell or damn in some form of damnation so they have to get through like these different hells or survive them and figure out how like how do i either get back to my hell or get you know get out uh because some religions i do believe are like when you die you die so what if there was like another version of their hell where they're just kind of suspended in time or like there's kind of like american gods yeah oh i don't i haven't seen the show i have read a quarter of that book yeah i I keep meaning to go back to it I saw a little bit Relatable. of the show. I haven't read the book, um, but in the it's uh, like uh, it's pretty accurate. But um, in the in the book, uh, no, I just meant it reminded me of that. In that, in the book, all gods are real. My favorite version, though, being that Jesus is real. But Jesus, like as in, like Jesus is a god. But it's there's multiple versions of Jesus. <laughs> there's. There's white Jesus, black Jesus, Mexican Jesus. Like <laughs> there's all because it's like there is no Jesus that is like the like the one. Everybody's version of Jesus exists. <laughs> well, like you see, like in cartoons or something, uh, where they're like they have the different versions of heaven. Like there's the Irish Catholic heaven, 
there's a Mexican Catholic heaven, there's Protestant heaven, there's like different <laughs> forms. It's like, okay, well, you go to this one. I think, yeah, I think that would be interesting to see the different levels of the afterlife, but or different versions, I should say, not levels connected all. So it's like technically all religions were right in their own way about the afterlife. Uh, you just, you know, it's just depending different on what yeah, go through yeah. hells, go through Hades, go through just hell in general. Um, yeah, that could be fun. It would be creepy too, because you could play around with the imagery a lot. Like, you know, I mean, you could really play around with like, like what is the, uh, like what each, what creatures look like or demons or whatever you want to call them look like in each version of hell. Cause like Hades has different, I'm sure has different demons. Yeah. Especially if you deep dive into the mythology or into different religious like, um, beliefs and stuff. Cause like, for example, like if there's, Chinese mythology, they have a different, like a Chinese and Japanese, they have their versions of like uh, different demons and stuff, like the Oni in Japanese culture. There are specific Oni, specific demons that exist, and they're interesting, all of them, and they all do different things. And some of them aren't even like that bad. They're just like, they're more like vengeful spirits as opposed to ones that are dedicated to hurting people just because, you know? So it's like you could play around, like if you're doing a thing where you're bouncing around through the different hells of different cultures and religions and mythologies, you could play around with some ideas of creature design too. I would love to see a horror film, a sci-fi horror film, because those aren't as common. I feel like in the 80s, you can find a few more. But nowadays, you know, we don't get any of those. And I love sci-fi and I love horror. To have my two loves together would be amazing for me. I don't necessarily have a story I would like to have as a horror film. I just more so know that I would like the genres to mix because they don't often. Um, but space is a terrifying thing. I mean, mm -hmm. just what we learned alone throughout the years is just insane. Uh, there's, I was, I think it was my sister I was messing with. And I was like, she mentioned about how, everything's being held in place where technically it's all gravitational and i'm like yeah technically jupiter's holding us in place more so by the gravitational pull of it and she's like what i'm like well without jupiter we would actually just fly off and if you gotta remember we're just also going like this and like everything's twirling around the sun as the sun is moving and the sun's protecting us from like all this cosmic radiation as our like little planet's protecting itself from the sun's radiation it all just gets bigger and bigger. And to like be out there in the, you know, darkness, not knowing if it's really empty to if it's, you know, there's nobody out there, you know, that terrifying thought. Either we're really alone or there are people or there are races or species out there that we haven't met yet. It's just, it's a cool concept. And I think with space or with space travel, there are so many ways to there's so many different ways to scare somebody with it or bring out the horror in it. But then again, it's also that jump into when does it become psychological, like a psychological thriller? Because a lot of it will be space madness, unless you enter like an alien or, you know, this creature or somebody on the crew is actually a killer. Yeah, I like the idea of maybe like, maybe there's like a, a robot up there. Like, you know, they're in space. There's a robot, and then the robot is like, I'm lonely. 
I wish to have a partner and the humans deny them. So they're like, very well, I'll make one out of you. And so he starts trying to assimilate the crew members and turn them into robots. But to do that, he's going to have to rip apart the flesh part first and just take their brain and put it in a robot body or something like that. That could be something. I think, though. Well, it's very sci-fi. like it's very like, like Five Nights at Freddy's, but, the video game, yeah. but <laughs> but in space, which they have done. <laughs> well, no, they did Five Nights at Freddy's with like a space theme video game because uh, it still takes place on Earth. But you know, because I think like one of my favorite sci-fi horror movies. I won't say the title, but it's the one starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. The first one. The second one's an action movie. But the first one is a horror movie. It's meant to be a like sci-fi horror film. And uh, I think I think I, I love that idea of like a, a man-made creature hunting down like its creator, you know. Um, but not not a creature in that it's like a uh, it's like a, an actual creature, but like a robot or something where it's like I built you. <laughs> Why did you do yeah. this to me? Yeah, I think what if there was more. one? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, sorry, you were going to go out. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you're fine. I was just going to say, yeah, I do want just more sci-fi horror films. Because when I read like sci-fi uh, books, they're, 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 there's a level of fear to them. Because sci-fi is bringing in the, you know, the unknown what if we do work with robots now, AIs coming up, space travel, you know, listening into things we shouldn't be listening to. And even with like ghost hunting, there's such advancements in technology like Ghost Files, which is on YouTube on the Watcher channel. They have all this tech now. They're like, oh, this picks up this and this picks up this. But what if all that equipment actually ended up opening something that shouldn't have been open? You know, it's. It's just interesting how technology is evolving when you're like trying to communicate with the dead or when you're trying a technology can be infused so well with horror films. I think a lot of times people go back to the basics, demons or things like that. But technology can be just terrifying without Mm -hmm. being fully like sci fi either, where it can just be a simple like horror film. Like a demon possessing a robot. Technology, especially nowadays, the, the line, the, the technology can be horrific. Mm-hmm. Siri scares nowadays. me on a daily, daily. Ugh. Siri scares me on the daily. That is the correct way to say that. Uh, because <laughs> all of a sudden she's listening in. I was talking to my mom on the phone and I said, I was saying goodbye. And I'm like, oh, I love you. And I guess I had pushed her and it said, oh, I love you too. That was sweet. Uh, no Siri I was not talking to you <laughs> but her reaction was that's so sweet it's creepy uh, I think something that could be interesting uh, for concept for a horror film would be if when you get killed by the killer you die but in this reality you replace someone else's consciousness. Like you're reincarnated? So you die. Technically? No. No. Well, kind of, but like you are another person. And I don't know what happens to that other person's soul, 
being, I haven't thought that far in advance, but you replace someone else's consciousness. Hmm. Uh, um, and you're aware, and you're aware that you died. You're aware that you are something else. You're aware that you're somebody else. I would actually like, I going off of your idea, I think would be cool is a, a serial killer. Who's the ghost hangs around. Like he kills him. And then you find out like, Oh, the last person I killed wanted you dead. So either I kill somebody else or you're stuck with me. Like somebody else has to replace you for you to move on. Or you're just kind of stuck with me. But it's only if you choose somebody. If I if the serial killer just goes and kills somebody, doesn't automatically replace it. It's like, no, you have to pick my next victim or you can't move on. So they're like just trapped with him watching him kill people. And it's that choice of like, oh, it comes out to like the dilemma of like, do I choose somebody to die? And it has to be an actual like somebody you know too. Or, you know, pick somebody you hate to somebody who's like, I I don't care for them. That one coworker <laughs> in the office be like, get her. Get her. <laughs> I I That was kind of like that episode. Uh, of that anthology show. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh you're right. Kinda like that. It was kind of like that. But yeah, but the person where she be dead. Yeah. I guess that's true. Right. I but I was gonna see. I went the uh, different direction, piggybacking off of that idea of like having a killer who, when they kill somebody, I'm and I already have two titles in my head. That either the one title would be zombie, or the other title would be tag. The reason why is because when the killer kills somebody, they then become another killer, kind of like how, how how tag works. You guys ever play tag like that, where like when you find somebody, now they have to help you find the rest. Of whoever's playing yeah yeah it's no. like it's not transferred over but you become a part of it wait a minute tag. i thought or like it wasn't COVID 19 it can't be transferred over listen i'm playing off of the <laughs> idea that this is the if it didn't or work like, that way this is how it would do or like <laughs> or did you ever play um did you ever play sardines no where one person oh no i'm thinking the opposite maybe i'm just thinking of hide and seek where when you get found, well, this is like hide and seek. The rest like, of the yeah, this is this yeah. is very much like that. Where it's like, like everybody, like the your other victims, like it's maybe like everybody's like in a location. One person is a killer, but he transfers his like, like once he like and he has to kill you first. Like it's more like you're just a life uh, uh, husk now. Like you're you're not you're not conscious, but like he's basically animate reanimating the body with like his evil. Just being like, now you go kill some people. <laughs> it's like, and so that's why, like, it's like a zombie, but not really, because they're like, like, yeah, I guess like the other secondary killers are dead, but the main killer is alive. He's a live person. He's just so it's almost his like, guy, like the fungal thing, where it's something else controlling the body. Mm-hmm. But it's like human controlling the body, being like, well, we're gonna go murder it this way. Yeah, and then and then the be kind of like uh, someone who kind of like the, the story arc uh, is that one person who gets killed, they're like set on a mission or whatever to kill somebody they know or love. And then they have that thought in the back of their mind. They're like, wait, what am I doing? No, I can't kill this person. And then that starts the revolution of like, 
whatever against the main killer or something. That's gonna be like the third act twist. You gotta have like the main character survive for a long, the longest time, and then they all like, and then the twist in the third act is they get killed, and so you're like, oh no, not so and so. I do love it when they kill the main character because it's always like they're gonna survive, and they make you bond with it, and then they take it all away. I am, <laughs> if I ever do publish any of the works I've written, uh, I am one of those writers. I will rip your heart out with the main character I'm absolutely one of those characters where you will hate me and I will enjoy it it's what needs to happen sometimes I mean that's I, why I love a good story where there's no such thing as like a main character where it's like the character you're right. following dies like in the first chapter and you're like what that's, the fuck what <laughs> yes that's, that's why that's why and I won't say the name of the movie but um, a horror thriller film from uh, the 19... 19- 50s 60s uh was very successful one that takes one that has a scene in the shower woman gets murdered in the shower (laughs) um that's why that was so successful because she was everyone thought she was gonna like be throughout the whole movie but she died within like the first quarter of the movie hey drew barrymore did it in a horror movie once yeah i was just like that that. was uh, everyone thought she uh, because she was front and center on all the posters for that movie and was the st- like the first person, like the first character in the movie. She starts the film and then gets murdered. And they were like, well, then who's the main character? Because <laughs> Drew Barrymore was also the most famous person on that cast at that time. Well, my internet so, died. You know, it's, it's doable. Subverting expectations. Mm-hmm. You're listening yeah. to this. Uh, yeah that like that one is a good concept though i'm actually i'm actually right that one i'll get back to you if i actually make it (laughs) make it into something (laughs) so if if you see it pop up audience just know you heard it here first i thought okay she was frozen frozen i thought she was was frozen that time (laughs) because in my head i was like is she frozen or is she just not talking (laughs) i return i return back there we you go. were frozen that time. Yeah, that time. You were saying. I got spooked. Because that time you were you were staring at the camera like. In all fairness, I have like, done that before, though. <laughs> that's I why I was confused. I was like, Zona. is she frozen or is it like. But, you know, hey, listen, that Zona, one actually. Yeah. We might actually Where make that like, one a thing. Audience, <laughs> comment below. Tell us if you wanted to see that movie. Or that story, I guess. Maybe we can make it a book or something. We'll all, we'll all write it together. <laughs> I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. This is literally gone. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll rewatch. Uh, no, he's I, still I, talking I about his. Still talking about the last movie we we just pitched with where the killer oh. uh, makes other killers. Uh, oh, okay. Bodies. I was like, I was gone. Um, I do stare off in space a lot. I was telling <laughs> my sister pointed that out one time. She's like, I was like, yeah, I was really tired, but I was fighting to stay awake. She's like, yeah, I could tell because you were just doing this for like a solid minute. <laughs> I was like, my eyes were fighting me. Um, I could get possessed. When, when that happens, when, when that happens for me, I'll move around a lot. I'll try to keep myself like occupied, but it still doesn't. Work. No, I see. I need to be scared, scared awake. Like if I'm really tired and I'm just nodding off like this, like no matter what I do, I'm just gonna keep nodding off till I fall asleep. But then if something shocks me, like my phone buzzing while i was asleep or something it like i don't know what it is it's like it jolts my brain to be like get up (laughs) something's not right 
people arguing. And that's more so to do to trauma. If I hear people arguing, then I can't. I, I'm like, all right, I'm up. I'm good. Uh, which <laughs> will happen sometimes because I like to sleep with my window open and people walk down the street all the time. There was a dude yelling outside yesterday. I don't even know what he was yelling about. And I was like, shut up. It's like midnight, man. I know it's a, I know it's a Friday night, but shut up. Because I'm also I'm also <laughs> close to a couple bars. So, like, I'll get those people that are just really happy at, at two mm. or one in the morning when everything's closing. And it's like, well, thanks, man. I'm going to be awake now. And that's going to be everybody's problem. I will when I'm uh, laying down, getting ready to go to bed and I'm like just like scrolling on my phone. Uh, my phone is usually like off of my bed. I'll be laying on my side and my phone, my hand, my phone is in my hand, like outside of my bed. And sometimes if I'm really tired, I'll like, actually this happens pretty often. I'll be falling asleep with the phone in my hand. And then eventually <laughs> I'll drop the phone and then the phone lands on my hardwood floor and then it'll oh. scare me and I'll like wake up and then I'll be like, okay, yeah, let me put this down and go to bed. <laughs> Cheddar often scares me because he likes to sometimes just be by my head. Um, so I'll just suddenly feel like something grazing the top of my head. And so I'm like, oh God. And I look up and it's just him being like, oh good, you're awake. You can pet me. No, the thing I've been doing recently is I've been putting my alarm clock on, or not alarm clock, my phone, which is my alarm clock, underneath my pillow. So it vibrates the whole pillow and wakes me up. Mm. There are pillows built like that that you could probably, well, they're designed for people who are hard of hearing. I... I will get like spooked if somebody calls me. I actually had to set a rule with my sister and my mom. I'm like, unless somebody's dying, do not text me after 10 o'clock. Because if I see a text <laughs> after 10, I'm thinking somebody something's wrong. And it will be something stupid like, hey, do you know where this is? Did you have this last? Like, wait till morning. Like, I have normal job hours. I got to go. I got to try to sleep. Wait till morning. Right. So I set a rule. I'm like, unless one of y'all dying, do not. Do not text me. My sister has even been like, oh, I'll find these TikToks and I'll wait till like 10 a.m. to send everything to you. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> do you guys ever, when you're falling asleep, do you ever once in a while have those moments where when you're like falling asleep or like almost asleep and then all of a sudden you just like, mm -hmm. like for no reason at all? Mm -hmm. Isn't that so weird? <laughs> Like, not even you had a bad dream or something. It's just like. It's the, I'll do that uh, quite a bit. It's just uh, your body's being like, hey, well, like you're falling asleep. Your own body. Right. I, I think. Well, more it's, it's the simulation Jonathan of the falling. Pets. Yeah, it's a simulation of falling. Mm -hmm. Has Gibson ever just scared the crap out of you while you were sleeping or like <laughs> falling asleep? Shara does it all the time. <laughs> No, uh, he. I don't think he, he's, he's never scared me. He sometimes um, he's done it once in a while where he's like put his little paws like on the side of my bed <laughs> when I've been asleep, and I'm like, okay, what are you um, doing? And then there's there's been other times where I just wake up and he's just like standing there staring at me. Um, but that, that doesn't himself, happen very. I could eat your ass right now. Nobody would even know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like one good bite and you'll go down. 
I find it creepy <laughs> when the pets stare at just a but blank spot on the wall. I know. Like my heart, I'll be like, "Is that a bug? Is that a bug or a demon? What do you see? Which do I need yeah, to get? Things. The broom or like but, a cross?" Right. Uh, thankfully, he can't. Um, well, he can't. He can. He has the ability to jump on my bed if he really wanted to, but he's had so many near misses where he's almost fallen off, fallen off while trying to jump on it. That he's scared <laughs> to jump on it unless I like guide him up there. See, that's where Bubo's so at. He, where he tried to jump on my bed one time, and he slacked his face right into the side of my mattress because he's not. He doesn't. He's not. It's not that he can't do it. It's that he's not strong enough right now. He like nah. uh, he doesn't exactly work out his legs, so he, he doesn't have really strong legs to jump really high up like that. Um, I feel like if he did, he would be able to make it. But ever since then, he's scared to try. Now he'll just like <laughs> if he wants our attention on the bed, he'll like either wait at the bottom <laughs> and just look up, waiting for us to acknowledge him, or if he can get an angle because my shoes are also like right next to my bed, so he can't like get right next to the edge. But if uh, if it is clear, he'll just put his paws up and, and prop himself up on the bed. Uh, but we have to like pick him up and put him on the bed because he, he's too scared to try and jump ever again after that experience. And I'm like, I get it. That's how, that's how you learn. There yeah. was one time Cheddar right. scared me so bad. I actually pushed him off the bed. So he jumped up, oh. but I wasn't ready for him to like, I guess, jump. I was like, I guess, half asleep or falling asleep or something. All of a sudden, something jumped up on the bed. And my reaction was to shove it off real quick. And it took me like a solid second to be like, that was Cheddar. I just like <laughs> hard. And I didn't push gently. I felt so bad afterward because it was like a knee jerk reaction where I'm just like, get it away from me. And then I was like, oh, shit, that was my cat. <laughs> so I had to get out of bed and give him treats because I felt so bad. I'm sorry, Cheddar. He didn't care. He's asleep. <laughs> oh. Speaking of sleeping, he's already uh, asleep. It looks like Jerome needs to go to sleep too. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> uh, uh, talking about uh, our our horror movies that we created and ultimately what scares us, I think that's pretty fitting. That's not too off topic. Uh, well, that that uh, that last um, discussion that we had there. Pets are scary. Uh, tell us, right? They are. Uh, audience, tell us what your dream horror movie would be. Uh, if you could write a horror movie right now, produce it, uh, and send it to theaters, what would it look like? Let us know. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and give us a like and subscribe. Go ahead and comment there. Uh, and let us know what type of horror movie we create. Uh, if you're listening to us on audio, please uh, give us five stars and give us what this is feel. Uh, give us five stars and uh, uh, a rating and review. I think that's how you say it. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, follow us, The First Ones to Die, on all your favorite social media platforms. Uh, and you can follow me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. Jerome, Most where can people find you? You can find me at Ret on Instagram. And also, do check in on the YouTube channel to uh, see all types of extra content that you can't get on the audio streaming platforms. We're talking stuff like video game content, vlogs, uh, book reviews, mini reviews of other shows. I, but we haven't been doing any lately just because of uh, uh, solidarity with the strikes and stuff. But, you know, once strikes are over, 
getting some new mini reviews and things like that uh other just extra stuff that uh, you can't get on spotify or google Podcasts, wherever you listen to the podcast at and of course uh film versions of all of our episodes as well so if you want to see our lovely faces that's the place to do it so do go over to the youtube channel subscribe at the first ones to die please uh and you know do all the things hit the notification bell like favorite videos that you like and are your favorites um and all that good stuff alex where can people find you you can find me at Alex Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok, as well as a podcast TikTok where I do little clips of the episodes we have done, episodes we have. Wait, I got this. Ooh, we're all off our game, apparently. Episodes we have done, upcoming episodes, other things we have done, such as like the little mini reviews and just random stuff. The last TikTok I posted, you can see me fighting a spider at two in the morning. I banged on my ceiling like, twice Instagram. trying to get him. It was a big spider. Do you have anybody above you? Yeah. I oh, hit shit. I hit the ceiling hard with the swiffer. So come come look at that. You can hear the fear in my voice since we're talking about horror film. <laughs> Apparently fighting one little spider, you know, my perfect horror film. So there we go. But you can catch us there and all our social media platforms. And then we'll see you all next week when we're talking about... Anybody know? Are we doing still a surprise? No, we are talking, talking about response, like, you know, in the spirit of, you know, it being October, we're doing spooky month. We're also uh, going to be talking about responses to being possessed. You know, what are going to be uh, the ways that you should respond? Uh, you know, if, God forbid, are you're, you you're get loved possessed one. or like, I get possessed? How I You know what? That's or- for That's for the audience to find out next week when we do the episode. <laughs> to find out what in what context are we talking hey, hey we don't know yet no we know but y'all don't know the only way to find out is to come back next week to get you some more of this podcast goodness sure let's put it that way we yes we're totally you know right jonathan we, we got this we know we know exactly right. what's happening i can list off the next 18 topics yeah. right got it anyway that's that's all we've got for you folks so have a good day good night good afternoon whenever you are listening to this podcast and we will see you next week bye bye